Blog Talk Radio. Like Mother Nature is off the mess or whatever. But if you're right, thank you for tuning in to Scott Burks. I'm the creator of sports ball called The Clown Times. It's constant of a king. You can find me on the web at www.theclowntimes.net. And you can find me on Facebook. Just go to the search corner, upper left hand corner, and type in The Clown Times. Again, it's constant of a king. You'll be able to find me there. Lots to get into tonight. Uh, you know, we had the Masters over the weekend. Uh, Tiger Woods triumphant return, as well as uh, you know the NBA is going on. It's, the regular season is winding down. The NBA playoffs going to start tomorrow. Actually, uh, I think Friday and Saturday. And so uh, you know, you know the uh, the the uh, the uh, will be finalized and everything else. But we pretty much have a good idea who's all going to end with Denver and Minnesota playing right now as we speak as the winner take all to get the the last player spot in the West, um, and also. And Darius Basley, who is a uh, Princeton High School alum here locally, who's making the jump from high school to the G League. You know, he's a he's originally a Syracuse recruit, but he's going to butt the system, and we want to talk about how that could be a game changer. But uh, with me tonight, co co pilot tonight is 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 a guy who I do radio shows with, local sports radio show with once a month. Um, which will be to uh, this uh, this weekend as well, this Saturday. It's called the Weekend Adjustments Sports Radio Show on 1450 WHMO, The Ticket. And my guy's name is Jared Singleton. So this is Made of Voyage in, in the Clown, so please be good, listeners. So, Jared, welcome. How are you doing? Thanks for having me, man. How are you doing tonight, Scott? Um, I'm fair as a square, man. Um, you know, <laughs> It's crazy as weather here, but you know I'm dealing with it. But uh, thankfully, you got some NBA stuff to get into later on. But before we get into it, like basically, I typically have people who making the maiden voice to into the clown hour to give a brief intro of themselves. Like basically, like, kind of like Drake, start up start from the bottom. Now I'm here type of thing. So just tell us a little bit about yourself and your radio show as well. Uh, sounds good. I'm uh, 27 years old. I've lived in Cincinnati my entire life. I've uh, Sports has pretty much been my passion you know, from the get-go. I've always been interested in sports and the metrics that go around them. Um, if I had to describe myself when it comes to sports analysis and stuff, is uh, I'm very analytical when it comes to it. I like numbers and, you know, you can pretty much tell anything you need to by numbers in my book. That's just the way I've right. always thought about it. Um what led me to uh, a career in media? Well, I uh, kind of bounced around a little bit. Didn't really, didn't really do too much stuff in my early twenties, and finally kind of started to get my act together when I was twenty-five and twenty-six. And here I am, twenty-seven, and got my degree, and kind of worked worked my way into having a show on Saturday mornings that revolves around sports talk. And you know, the rest is history. Got to start from the bottom, and you know what? I'll work my way to the top. 
There you go, man. And by the way, for as a guy who uh, co-hosted your show for the first time last you know, last month, and uh, you know, going to do so this weekend, um, I yep. really enjoy you know your, your your talk show a lot, and you know, I enjoy rapping uh, with your partner as well. Um, so, folks, if you, especially those locally, uh, check out the Weekend Adjustment oh, it's, it's, every I Saturday am, morning. For t- so, so I haven't announced it, but it's on the TuneIn Radio app oh. as well. Oh. Yeah, if you have okay. the TuneIn Radio app, you can get our show. There you go. So, again, TuneIn Radio app, 1450 AM, the ticket, Weekend Adjustments, 10 to 12. So, there it is. So, <laughs> so please tune into that. Um Let's get into this uh, right quick, my friend. Before we're going to go NBA heavy, on like like on y'all every you know right quick. Uh, let's just yeah. discuss the Masters. Discuss the Masters. I say briefly because we know why we're going to talk about the Masters tonight. Yeah, I know Patrick Reed won it. Uh, I think it's his first uh, first majors uh, victory. And yes, he beat out Ricky Fowler and Jordan Spieth in what was a thrilling day last final day at. At Augusta, but we're going to talk about the Masters because of one Eldrick Tiger Woods ah, made his Eldrick return. Woods. Yeah, no, I agree. Yes, yes, and, and and plus, you know, the thing is that you know he was, you know, I hadn't seen the ratings, but I heard the ratings went through the roof compared to the last four to five years when he was taking his sabbatical, getting his life together, but. Can we all just settle this once and for all and agree that Tiger Woods what makes golf matter to the especially to the casual uh golf fan? I mean, could we oh, all no, just, agree. Just, just agree on that? Yeah, that I mean, I think that's kind of a consensus though. I don't think that's something that people necessarily disagree with. I think you've got your yeah. old time people that would that, that didn't say, Oh, well, golf is golf. That's like your old school baseball people. Oh, the unwritten right. rules, this, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. But no, <laughs> everybody knows the driving force behind uh, behind golf, which is the old gentleman's sport, is, is, is Tiger Woods. Regardless, yeah. if, he's, if he's in it or not, people are still watching just to see Tiger. It's kind of like the Saban and the Belichick factor. You watch them to root right. for him to lose. And you either watch Tiger to see him win or you watch Tiger to see him lose. It's one or the other. But guess what? You're still watching and you know what, too? People don't want to admit it, but he made golfers a whole hell of a lot of money, didn't he? <laughs> oh, yeah. Golf wouldn't be anywhere near what it is without his reign of dominance in the 2000s. Yeah, he's, uh, he, it, it's funny how much money, how much money, and just, I mean, the, the name he's brought the Masters. I mean, if, if you really look at it, Tiger last won the Masters in 2005, wasn't it? I think it was. But after that, he hasn't won since because they've tiger-proofed the course. Like, they've changed everything around. No left-hander had ever won it until they started changing it around to keep Tiger from winning it, and then left-hander started winning it coincidentally. Yep, yep. That left-hander would be Phil Mickelson. He won, uh, oh, yeah. I think, three times since, since that time. So, he, he like, oh. like he knows the deal about the benefits of Tiger Woods and golf. Oh. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, so 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 basically, I mean, I just want to just get off my chest because I got so sick and tired of being on social media and hearing all these, seeing all these haters just rail against it, like, well, he wasn't contention, blah blah blah, he's not back, blah blah, but it doesn't matter if he's back or not. 
the fact of the matter is that he's in the major and he's competing on the last day, and, you know, it, it's going to matter. People are going to pay attention. Yeah. Ratings going to go up. It just is what it is. That's all. Just sit back and enjoy it. Hey, I, I mean, I didn't get to watch too much of it. I mean, I was able to catch uh, catch some of it here and there, but I can't say that I didn't listen day one and two, you know, and wasn't listening to the radio hoping to hear some Tiger Woods updates. I mean, because I I was. really didn't care too much about right. the leaderboard. I just wanted to see where Tiger Woods fell on it. You and me both. You and me both. And so, again, that's why, once again, Tiger Woods is great for golf. Always has been, always will be. So let's just um, get that out of the way, sweep that under the rug and go to the NBA. We'll yeah, right. Get, get to the fun um, stuff, right? There you go. Just, yeah, just get the – okay, just, just get the vegetables out of the way and just get to the meat. Uh, just get, oh, yeah. Let's, let's get to the meat and potatoes of the uh, conversation. There you go. So before we get into the playoffs, let's just talk a little bit since the NBA is wrapping up the regular season tonight. Uh, you know, LeBron James, or Stephen A. Smith would say, LeBron James is getting oh, asked to by my Knicks right man. now. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's our bad, man. He likes to say that shit, too. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, you know, he's, you know, he's, he, he, like, he's a triple-double in the half. And speaking of triple-doubles, of course, you got Russell Westbrook, who I think needs 15 rebounds tonight against the woeful Memphis Grizzlies who get a the average triple-double once again. But as much flack as LeBron James gets, especially with one Skip Baylor songs, Undisputed on FS1. Um, yeah, Skip's old. He Skip's praises. old. Just needs to yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't think that's ever going to happen, my friend. I, as long as LeBron James no. is playing, he's going to make Skip Bayless a lot of money. Um, well, yeah. But he always prays, he being Skip Bayless, prays and many others, praise Russell Westbrook for chasing a triple double again, which let's just face it, dude steals. Re- I mean, he to me the bolt. Guess what? Russ has still, it. The bolt. Russ has his triple yeah, double on I mean, the season. Yeah, but, like I mean, he no one cares. He's got eighteen year. rebounds in the third quarter. Well, wait, are you serious? Yeah, no. I, I I'm looking at it right now. It is three minutes and fifty five seconds left in the third, and Russell Westbrook has fifteen defensive rebounds. Three offensive rebounds, leaving 18 total rebounds altogether. I'll be damned. He did it again, then. <laughs> he, yeah, he, <laughs> he did, did it, it again. again. Oh, that damn. was rude. Well, well there you one. go. Well, well, I'll say this. I, like, I know you were pulling for him to like, like to get, but it, could it be an argument to be made that Russell Westbrook is like stat padding as much as LeBron James is said to be? I mean, because, I mean, well, look, I'm not watching I mean, the game right now, but – yeah. The thing that the, the the issue that I have with um mm-hmm. everybody saying Russell Westbrook pads his stats, which yeah, you can't say he does. He, he, he there is some stat right. padding going on, but you can like you they you've had plenty of reputable people ask Billy Donovan, you know, about that situation altogether, and Billy Donovan and and his other teammates as well have gone on the record of saying. Look, we're boxing out, you know, Stephen Adams especially. Boxes out, lets Russell Westbrook get the, get the rebound. They just want to get the ball to his hands as fast as possible, and that's the quickest way, just to let him rebound. It's part of the offense right. to give him the ball so he can push it in transition. So him getting the rebound is right. just the best, the quickest way to do it most efficiently. I mean, I've never 
yeah, there's obvious times when he's grabbing easy rebounds, but you know what? Nobody else does. Nobody else has done it except the Big O. I mean, you can't take that away from him. Right. His stats or not. Jordan could have padded his stats. LeBron could have padded his stats, but they haven't been able to average a triple double on the season ever. It's just rough. Twice. <laughs> twice. Yeah, he did it twice. He did it again. Oh, crazy. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm, I'm not hating on Russ. Right. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I, I'm not hating on Russ. But, I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, look, I mean, I mean, it doesn't help his cause that um, James Harden is, is having an out-of-worldly season and his Rockets are, like, head and shoulders above the rest of the NBA right now. But, I mean, a triple-double is a triple-double. I get it. Westbrook has done it two years in a row, which we haven't seen since Oscar Robinson, to your point. I get it. I'm just – it's just, to me, it's like – it's, 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 I mean, it's like putting head and shoulders on Isaac, on, like on the late Isaac Hayes. It's like, it's like, we're, it's like, it's like, eh, what's the point? <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> it says no one cares at this point, unfortunately. I mean, I, I can't say that I don't care because, I mean, I, I do care just because, I mean, when we really do get into it and speak a little bit more on this, I'm. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says. You look at Oklahoma City Thunder. Nobody wants to face them in the playoffs. Nobody. You got a good point. So there. they got there. That's I don't care State. how they got there. No. Yeah. Golden State doesn't want to see him. Houston doesn't want to see him. Nobody wants to see Oklahoma City. I'm not saying Oklahoma City's going to mm-hmm. win at all, but they're not rolling over. I can tell you that right now. And I, uh, I saw that. Another little update as we sit, Minnesota. And Denver, which is the play-in game for the eighth seed in the West, Minnesota right. is up eighty-four yep. to seventy-nine with a minute uh, minute thirty-seven left in hey, the third let quarter. Let me ask you this question: Why the hell don't they have does the ESPN carry that game? I know NBA TV is carrying it right now, but couldn't they work that away? Because you no, know, because the game they have right now, Milwaukee and Philadelphia, it's an ass kicking. Philadelphia only had ninety-six points of those boys with less than. Four minutes left in the third quarter. Oh, it's yeah, like, I see that. what's um, the point? I would have to say because NBA TV, the NBA owns the rights to NBA TV, and they want to put the play-in game on, you know what I mean? ESPN might yeah. be a big partner, but NBA TV is owned by the NBA, and I'm sure they want their big – and can't say it's not. I mean, it's Denver and Minnesota. I never thought I'd say that. But Denver, Minnesota is right. a flag shit game tonight. And my Bulls are losing one hundred one to seventy six. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you said we're gonna talk a little playoffs, right? Oh boy! You know what though? We laugh to keep from crying. I mean, hell, my Knicks are up on Cleveland, but we still suck. We still, I don't think we even have. I don't think we have a draft pick in the first round. So it's like, who the hell cares at this point? So I feel you on that, man. It's again, yeah, gotta I mean, laugh to keep from crying. At least you, <laughs> hey, at least you got Kristaps Porzingis, man. I mean, I like Zach Levine. Don't get me wrong. And Lori Markkinen looks nice. Yeah. But if you tell me I could have one of those three, I'll take Kristaps. Uh, well, I'll, I'll leave you. I'll, I'll leave the rest of Westbrook discussion with this before we get to the playoffs. You know what the saddest part about the whole deal is? I mean, granted, Russell Westbrook, he's a superstar athlete. I get it. Point guard, one of the best point guards in the game. I get it, but. You know that Stephen Adams only has four rebounds, if I'm not mistaken, tonight. He's seven feet tall, 
and has a grand total of four freaking rebounds. That's sad, that's man. Point. That's, 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 that's that, No, I disagree with that because um, that goes to my point or earlier where there are multiple times mm-hmm. where you look at it and Steven Adams is boxing out for Russell Westbrook to get the rebound. So, I mean, yeah, his counting numbers aren't there, but Steven Adams is doing his work. If, if Steven Adams were getting the rebound that he was given Russ, he'd probably have 8 to 10. Right. Right. Yeah, he scored 24 he's points making, so far, Steven Adams. Yeah, I was going to say, he's scoring 24 points, and he's got a plus minus, a plus nine. So, what are we doing here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Well said. <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. That's not what you call putting the person that plays. I mean, he's got a plus minus, a plus nine. He's got eight, 24 points. I mean, uh-huh. well, Paul George is doing Paul George type things too with 33 points. Right. Oh, speaking of you Paul what's, George. What's and crazy the about this stuff. entire game, though, is Russ has only shot six shots so far today. He hasn't scored in double digits yet either. He's, 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 he has double digit rebounds, double digits. I think he has 14 assists right now, but he, he, he's got he, six he's, points. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Hey, you have triple double I mean, for the year, though. Yeah, I mean, it, it's working, so whatever works, right? <laughs> right. So you right. want to start East or West? Um, well, we'll start, we'll start West since we're talking about OKC right now. Um, Let's see. I'm looking at the standings. I'm looking at the Western Conference standings. I know San Antonio's getting asked to kick right now. Uh, so They're that still means that Oklahoma the City. the 21st straight year. Right. That would be the 7th seed instead of the 60, which makes me kind of mad because I want to see Oklahoma City. I want to see OKC against Golden State so bad in the first round. I really want to see that matchup badly. You know how bad I want to see that matchup. Yeah, I but, know, uh, but it'll be all the sweeter when you when you see it in the finals and the conference finals. Well, you know what though, you know, like like you know what though, I should I, I should stop bitching about it because <laughs> OKC wants to get the six seed. They'll play the winner of Utah and Portland tonight, uh, which is which is like pretty much deciding who's going to be the three, who's going to be the four or five. Um, I still like OKC in that in that matchup. I mean, it's hard to pick against OKC, right? If you see the length yeah, of the Western the Conference, thing, because like, yeah, your matchups. I'm no, I'm with you. It's hard to look at Oklahoma City and say you guys are going to lose when it's like just look at the matchup problems that they pose for every single team and really in the league. I mean, if there's mm-hmm. a team that they're not set up to beat, well, it's probably Cleveland, honestly. I, mm. But just matchup wise, you know what I mean? Purely matchup, right? Not saying it's a team, but. <clears throat> Just you take five guys on the right. floor who wins each matchup. I mean, outside of Golden State, Oklahoma City beats every single team on just pure matchup problems. I mm. mean, who like say they play Houston in the first round? Who are, who would you rather right. have, Stephen Adams or Clint Capella? Yeah, you got a point there. <laughs> yeah, you got a point there. Yeah, like so. Okay, there's one. I mean, would you rather have Russell Westbrook or Chris Paul? I mean, maybe. Yeah, I mean, and then your shooting guard for, you know, I mean, point guard, shooting guard, whatever. You would probably take, I would have to say you would take James Harden over Corey Brewer. I mean, that's just kind of, you know, right? kind of a given. Would you rather have Paul George or Trevor Ariza? Paul George. Uh, Paul George. 
Yeah, and mm-hmm. then would you rather have Carmelo or some combination of Ryan Anderson or whoever else they're throwing out there at the four? Like, it, it's just well, let me purely ask, matchup problem. Yeah, speaking of which, let me ask you this, bro. Um, given the matchup problems that OKC poses, would, do, do you, and you, I think you kind of alluded to this already, do you think – it's a great possibility that they could make that could they could actually win the West. Do you think it's that possibility that they could actually just 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 wreak hell on the top three seeds and get to the get to the finals? Do you think it's possible, given the matchup, given the matchup problems that they pose, and given the state of the Golden State Warriors are not really healthy? And what you kind see, of it has to be yeah, flames out in the playoffs. That's the biggest thing because I think Oklahoma City beats Houston. I, I, I think yeah. if they if they face up against each other because I just have no faith in Houston. That's my problem. Right. Last year last year Harden ran out of gas and his usage rate was up this season. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's mm-hmm. that's an that that's an issue with me. And you know, it, it that's Chris Paul for everything he is being a future Hall of Famer, he's never been past the second round, first round. Yeah, like he's never seen a conference final, no, and he's, he's always first right. too. So it's, it's uh, I, I, I see Oklahoma City beating Houston, and then he just imagine that they stay on opposite sides of the bracket. But in the conference final, Golden State versus Oklahoma City, I, that would tear that would that would tear basketball apart. It, it would just be a glorious separation of I'm on Team Russ or I'm on Team Kevin. One of the two. Take your pick. There's no stopping, and. But what Wouldn't Curry that be great, though? Because that's the issue. What's that? Wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be great, though? Team KD oh, versus Team that. Russ? It would be, it'd be oh, awesome. It'd be, it'd, because it'd be glorious watching it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, because they – I don't – I think they kind of settled that little beef that they had. I mean, I think they, 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 they're playing with, uh, with us as fans about it. But wouldn't that – I mean, look. KD left Russ because he didn't think he ever won a title with Russ. Granted, that's been the case so far. I get that. It just seems to me that it took, like, OKC, like their, their big three, you know, Paul George, Russ, and, and Melo, to kind of figure it out on the fly. They've been figuring it out on the fly all year. Let's just, uh, you know, let's, let's, let's just be honest. And, you know, now that they're actually in the playoffs, now they're starting to round out on the form the last few games. They are a scary out because, look, I mean, the way – if everything stays as is, they'll face Utah in the first round. Do you really think Utah is going to be yeah, in the first round? I, got that. I mean, no, <laughs> of course not. I like Utah. Exactly. Don't get me wrong. I like what Utah's done with this season. But, no, Oklahoma City ain't losing to Utah. Yeah, and, you know, as much as I love Donovan Mitchell – who I think should be the rookie of the year, but that's not a story. That's not a podcast for another time. Um, I, I I don't think they're ready for OKC. They don't match up well with them. And they're green. Utah is green as hell. And I know they got Rudy Gobert to, to, as a rim protector, but look, they don't match up with OKC at all. OKC is the better team on paper. And and, and, and dig this, on the man. The, right, exactly. And, 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 I mean, OKC, I don't think it matters that Utah has home court in that series anyway over them. But on that side of the bracket, guess what you get in the second round? 
You get OKC, Golden State. How cool would that be? How cool oh, would that be? be? I mean, it's not the conference honestly, finals, but man, it's still it cool. Not, oh, yeah. I mean, would it be not – it would be cool whatever round it happens. You know what I mean? Like, there's no – right. There's no getting around it. Whatever round it happens, we're all glued to our seat watching this, not just for the storylines, but for the basketball as well. Because, again, oh, who, who would you rather have, Zaza Pachulia or Steven Adams? Like, well, we can just go down the line here. Would you rather have Draymond or Carmelo? I'd probably lean Draymond, but that's just me. Would you mm-hmm. rather have uh, uh, Russ or would you rather have Steph Curry? Uh, for me, uh, for my money, yeah. as much as I like Steph, I would rather have Rhett West uh, or Russ. I mean, who would you rather have, Paul George or Clay Thompson? I mean, it's kind of up in the air, but personally, I'd kind of rather have Never Paul George because player, he's more than a catch-and-shoot player. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it's a toss-up kind of on three of the four, but still, that it's, are you giving me a healthy Steph Curry or are you giving me – Steph Curry a la 2015 finals where he couldn't turn the corner and couldn't do anything off the pick and roll and just, I mean, don't want to say it, but was sort of a liability to that, to that team, uh, to, to that Golden State team that lost to Cleveland that year in the uh, finals after right. having a three to one. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. 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 It's like, that's the running thing, you know, like KD, like, they were up three to one on Golden State when he was at OKC this last year there and lost it. And then that next round, <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's when when I saw anyway. he was going to Golden State, I was like, man, you lost three to one, so you go to the team that lost three to one that you lost to. Okay, I see how it is, but still, I mean, yeah, that was that, that's the series of events that happened in that year's playoffs and finals. I just that's what's memorable to me is not necessarily Cleveland coming back, which was, I mean that was cool. But when I look back on it 10, 15 years from now, what I'm going to look back on is the fact that Golden State probably shouldn't have even been there. Like I mean, right. honestly, if you want, if you really want to talk to me about it, we we I can go back and look at numbers and stuff like that. But to to, to be honest with you, Golden State probably should not have been there, but they were. Hmm. Can you imagine what that final yeah, that's another like podcast that against that Cavaliers team? Woo. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I mean we're going about how the first time they faced Cleveland in the finals was just LeBron and just a one man band. You know, he did yeah, Kyrie. Kyrie got hurt in game one. Right. Right. In Delhi. <laughs> that's when Delhi came onto the scene in the in the yeah. in the sports conscious. Um but I mean, just imagine they had a healthy, like if they had uh, love, like Kevin Love and Kyrie in that series, they would. I don't care what anybody. Oh. Else. Cleveland would have won that in six games. Oh, because they came close right enough. LeBron was carrying them. Yeah, I mean, imagine if he had help doing that. That 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 you know that 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 you know that first final. They were yeah, one two three. Uh, well, I, I wanted to ask you what, what what do you think about the Trailblazers this year? I mean, what do you think they'll do in the playoffs? Uh, you know what? I love Dame. Little, yeah, I mean, I, look, it's hard to it's hard to figure them out because they had a nice yeah. win streak going a while back. They've dropped four and now straight in a game. Right. So I, I I love Dame Lillard, but I think Portland is reaching this this ceiling. I think the the most we can expect out of those cats 
maybe the second round, maybe the second round of playoffs. That's it. All right, so maybe you were on I the don't same see them going past the second round. Yeah, I don't, if they do get past the second, first round, if they play New Orleans, which the matchup, that's what the matchup would be right now, excuse me, if they play the, the Pelicans, New Orleans is beating them in, four to, in, 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 in five to six games. It may be a sweep. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just saying. I, I don't think. I'm, I'm saying I don't think Portland can beat New Orleans. I don't Ooh, think they can beat them in the, in the seven game series. In the seven game <laughs> series, I, I'm going to have to disagree there. I love. I don't get me wrong. I love Anthony Davis and Nikola Mirotic. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, got to plug that because you know ex Bull, but still, he's played right. well since the trade there, there but. To be honest with you, I, you can only one man band it for so long, and without Boogie Cousins, I don't know where I don't know where enough scoring comes to win in the playoffs. I really don't. That's the only I, issue I, I have. That. You're asking me to have faith in Ja Rule Holiday, and I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't well, that do settles that, it. Sir. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. Um, so basically. Just to wrap up the Western Conference, we've been talking about for a while because, you know, hey, that's you know, you know, that's you know, that's where the money's at. But who do you have coming out the Western Conference? Just your gut feeling. Who you have coming out of the West? Uh, I really wish I knew which version of Steph Curry I was getting because okay, we'll we'll do I'll do it with this caveat. If I'm getting a ninety percent Steph Curry, I say the Golden State Warriors. And if I'm okay. getting a Steph Curry that's circa 2015 finals, man, I'm sorry. I'm still going with the Thunder. I, 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 okay. I, wow. I can't shake this feeling that Russ is like, I got this this year. And he's got a little bit of help. Because, mm. I mean, Paul George shuts down whoever your best player is. Right. And they, right. they only had Andre Robinson, yeah. too. If they had both of them, it'd be uh, – Houston wouldn't stand a chance if they had both Robertson and Paul George. And Golden State would struggle just as much because, I mean, Paul George is probably four inches shorter, four or five inches shorter than Durant, but he still plays him. Mm-hmm. He gives him a hard time. <clears throat> right. He's, he's a two-way player. He's a great two-way player. That's what makes Paul George so special. Um, I'm, we're almost sharing a brain. I'm not willing to go far as to put OKC in the finals, but I will say this. Whoever wins that second-round matchup, if things hold steady as they are right now tonight in the, in the regular season, from on the night of the final night of the regular season, whoever wins OKC v Golden State in the second round of playoffs will win the West. I don't trust Houston at all. I know I've seen I've seen their at. I've seen Chris Paul's playoff at. I've seen James Harden's playoff at. Shrink in the Western Conference Finals two years ago. I've seen him. Shrink in the NBA finals. We played at like like we were some we were coming out the bench. OKC. I I don't trust Houston. I don't trust Mike Mike D'Antoni system in the play, in the playoffs. I, I don't trust those guys. I really don't. So whoever wins well, that OKC Golden State series will rep the West, in my opinion. Um, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to trust Golden State. Yeah. <clears throat> my thing is is like. I've been thinking about it, and for the last couple of weeks I've been saying this, like it, both sides of the bracket, East and West, this is going to be one of the better playoffs we've had in years. Oh, no doubt. I no mean, doubt. 
there's I mean, no so wide open. series that you go into it and you're like, yeah, hands down, this is a four-game sweep. I, I can't find one. No matter what matchup there is, I don't think there I don't think there's a sweep in the first round of the playoffs this year, and I damn sure don't expect one from LeBron. He's going. Right. I honestly, whenever you want to transition to the East, LeBron's yeah. going to struggle this year to make the finals. I don't care what anybody says. You and I'll tell what? you who's going to do it. Too, we're right we're sharing a brain there. We're sharing a brain, but let's let's get this is just a segue to it. Let's just get to let's let's just get to the East. Uh, because I do agree with you. I agree with you a thousand percent on that, and I'll tell you why. You know why. Um, just 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 looking at the way the East is set up right now. Of course, Toronto's on top. I don't trust Toronto in the playoffs. I, you know, Shannon Show calls him the baby dinosaurs for a reason. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, and, but and Boston you know doesn't what? have. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, 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 no. I was going to just say Boston doesn't have. Uh, Kyrie and of course, you know, Corner Hayward still out of injury. And while they're well coached by, you know, one of the best in the business and Brad Stevens, they don't have much talent, man. I mean, aside from um, Not right that now, rookie from Duke, Brown, I mean, they were, yeah, who's, 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 who's going to go to score? Year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jalen, Jason Tatum, I, I no, I'm, I'm with you. Like, Jason that's the that issue I have with uh, the Celtics is they're. They, they're just too hurt. I mean, you can only go so far right. when with uh, uh, average players or, you know, I mean, you can only – it's just like San Antonio in the West. It's the exact same thing. You've got a guy that can mm-hmm. – the system is so good that you can, plug, you can plug any player into it, and it's perfect. But yeah. it only goes so far when you don't have – athleticism and stars and I mean star being you know a top-notch player not necessarily right. I'm not talking you have to have LeBron but Al Horford is just on that line you know what I mean like he's that kind of guy that god I want him on my team but I want him to be my third or fourth option I don't want him to be option right. number one yeah I feel you on that and that's that's the top two seeds, though. I mean, you were going to say something about Toronto record here on on the Raptors. Um, I'm interested to watch the Raptors this year, and the reason mm-hmm. I'm interested to watch the Raptors this year is because everything about that offense has been different. As the pace has mm-hmm. been up, they've been shooting more threes. <clears throat> yes, I know DeMar DeRozan still lives and dies with that mid-range jumper that I wish he would just press delete from his game on. If he did that, he'd be so much better of a player, but he, he loves it, and it's his bread and butter, okay, whatever. Uh, but, like, mm-hmm. everybody, like so the entire team, they're so deep on the bench, too. And I know that plays less in the playoffs, but they seem like they've pretty much said, you know, we're going to stick to our guns and play the way we've played in the, in the regular season and play our bench. Okay, let's see what happens. Like, I, I'm genuinely curious to see – to see Toronto this year. I don't trust them, but if you were tell, asking me if I had to pick and choose who I trust more between Houston and Toronto, I got a little bit more trust for Houston or for Toronto this year than I did Houston just based off of the way they played mm-hmm. their season. Right, and that's a good point. And that was shot to win the six of game tonight in Miami, uh, which would be – I mean, Toronto is one of those teams, man. I mean, they're so underappreciated, particularly the regular season, because – They've been on a great run the last, what, four or five seasons? 
finishing at least second or third in like was well, second in the conference, the second or third in the conference every year, winning fifty yeah, plus they, games. They've been, uh, they've been successful in the preseason or in the in the regular season. They really have. They've been successful. Right. It's just and and you could say this about the the Pistons in the early or the late eighties, early nineties with Jordan. You can say this about the Celtics mm-hmm. of the late 2000s and the early 2010s with uh, um, LeBron. Like, it just seems like with Toronto, they just can't get past LeBron. Mm. You know what I mean? And until mm. they do, they're yeah. going to be the little brother. But I'm curious. Like I said, I'm curious yeah. to see how that plays out this year. Well, speaking of which, let's just go just talk about the, the Cavaliers now. Um they're going to be the fourth seed because Philadelphia, they're beating the hell out of them. They're beating the dog piss out of Milwaukee. So they're going to finish yeah, with 52 is, wins. Shocker, shocker. And, and first of all, props to Philadelphia. I mean, they're going to win <laughs> yeah. their 16th straight game. What, a two years ago they won only 17 games or something like that? Yeah. The process, pro- the process is process coming to fruition. <laughs> yeah, the, I must say the process has worked, and it worked. It's it's worked nicely, and I've said this before, and I will say it again. I am all aboard the Joel Embiid train. Mm. All aboard. Like it, should be back by the second it's round. Hard, it's hard to not be with him. You know what I mean? Like, if, if you really look at yeah. it, like, you can see if he stays healthy, and that's the big caveat, healthy. If he stays healthy, yeah. you can't tell me five years from now, you're not looking at him saying, hey, he's the best player in the game. Yeah. I mean, even he's, if LeBron's he's the top here, two like, big man in the game right now. Good. Yeah, he's the top two big man in the game right now. I mean, he could he put the ball in the. I mean, how freakish freakish of this guy is? He's seven feet to, legit, seven feet tall. Can put the ball on the floor, go around you. He can shoot, shoot the, the three. three very well, and can yeah. hit his free throw. I mean, thirty-five. He's so well rounded for a seven-footer. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, mean, I mean, he and Anthony Davis in the future. Oh, yeah, and I, the other name I was going to throw in there was Carl Towns. Right, yeah, Cat, yeah, I got yeah. you. I mean, between the three of them, you would have to say that there's your future of the big man of basketball. And leading all three of them, I know how Anthony Davis played this year, and, man, he's looked good, but leading all three of them is Joel Embiid. He just he, – he, he is. Yeah. For everything he is, defensively, offensively, he doesn't take a night off on the defensive end. And as much as I love Anthony Davis and I don't like to slander him too much, he takes nights off on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. I hear you on that. I mean, I hear you on that. And plus, he's a one-man band right now. So, it's, yeah. it's not really – he's going to think he's going to wear himself out. But, but basically, I mean, getting back to Cleveland right quick, and I reference Philly because – Cleveland's tagged in the four hole because Philadelphia they they got the third hole on 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 lock and they should frankly yeah. have a have an easier path to the finals. Um, but we'll get to that in a second. But basically, Cleveland's on the same side of the bracket as Toronto. We just talked we just talked about Toronto not getting over the LeBron James hump. Toronto has looked very good this year. They lost the last two games to Cleveland, albeit it was at Cleveland. Okay. As Miami's leading 102 to 99 with a minute 55 left in the fourth over Toronto. Wow. 
Yeah, it doesn't matter. They've already got the one seed locked up. Yeah, it'd be nice to have 60 wins, but, you know, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll yeah, still take it. Probably, they're probably wrestling guys, too. Yeah, I would have to say. I haven't looked at the box score, but, no, go go ahead and continue what you were saying about LeBron and uh, Cleveland. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say that the way it should be right now, Toronto and Cleveland will meet in the second round as a 1v4 seed. So, I'm asking this question. Is this the year? On paper, Toronto's better than Cleveland. So is this the year yeah, me, that Toronto paper, gets over that proverbial hump? Uh, no. What do no, you do with no. Toronto if they don't? No? I hope LeBron goes to the West. I, I, I don't have an answer for you there. That's the thing, like. They've come back. It, it, it almost feels like the Atlanta Hawks from a couple of years ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, 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 true. Yeah, where yeah, they when, won when, like when Atlanta had 60, that... 62 games or something like that. They took the one seed. Yep. And they went into uh, they went into Cleveland thinking, oh, we can win. Yeah, they got swept. Yep. <laughs> they sure did. So, okay, so let's just say – History holds form, and Toronto comes up short against Cleveland yet again. What do you do with the Raptors? What do, what do you do with the Raptors? Do you, do you break them up? Do you fire the coach? What the hell do you what, like? Do you stand pat and hope that LeBron gets older, broke it down? What do you What do you do? Okay, if you're the Toronto Brass, and if I they mean, come up short again, Okay. I mean, you, you are. You're stuck with the players you got because you re-signed Serge Ibaka to an almost max contract. You're maxed out on DeRozan, mm-hmm. which, okay, I'll – if you're going to max yourself out on any player on that team, DeRozan's the player you max yourself on. you got Kyle Lowry mm-hmm. for another couple of years. Like, you're stuck with your three. You're stuck with your core. So, I, I mean, I guess – do you move on from Budenholzer, who led you to a almost 61 season this year? Like, what – I. You're right. What do you do? I mean, I would have to say tinker. I, I I don't know what else to say other than maybe spend the money and get that. Try and get somebody that can lock LeBron down and hope that the rest of your team's good enough to beat you know Lance or Larry Nance Jr. and Kevin Love and whoever. Like I said, all this is so. So fluid because where does LeBron end up depends on what everybody else does. True, that's very true. Like, the summer of LeBron like, Part Two. Yeah, and, and <laughs> it's, I'm I'm excited for it because this year I'm in the media and get to talk about it all season long and or all off season and I'm I'm excited for it. I can't say that I'm not because it's going to be an amazing, amazing NBA off. But I digress. <laughs> yeah, so. But but let me ask you one question. But one more question about Toronto before we move on to Cleveland. Go ahead. What do you like? Do you, as crazy as this may sound, would you in that scenario if they come up short against Cleveland, which we agree that they probably will, do you yeah. fire a coach who's been highly successful in the regular season? Do you, what, what do you do with the coach? Do you just stand pat, be cool, and be and be patient? What would you do? Your favorite with you baseball in that situation? Yankees, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, what did they do to the coach that led them to the ALCS in one game within a uh, to one game within a World Series? Good point. <laughs> they didn't bring him back today. They fired him. <laughs> That's so, crazy, though. I mean, I saw, I said it then. I mean, I, they got tired of of the of of, uh, of, uh, of the manager's voice, you know. But do you think that Toronto would want a newer voice in that same manner? If, if they'll get over the hump, if, the, if they'll get over the Cleveland Cavaliers hump again, as crazy as it may sound? You would have to assume so. I mean, that would be if, – if I had to put my money on any of any of the three options of them blowing the team up, them blowing the coach out, or them just standing mm-hmm. pat, I mean, I would have to say they'd pro- they'll probably get rid of Boonholzer. If they, I mean, if, if they keep it close, it goes to seven and – they lose at home on, you know, and, and they keep it close. Okay, Boonholzer comes back. But if it's a four- or five-game series where Cleveland just does what Cleveland does to Toronto and just dominates, then, yeah, I would have to say it's time for a new voice in the locker room. Mm-hmm. I think well, – doesn't Boonholzer – isn't he in Atlanta? I was thinking that, like, uh, or not, like Toronto's uh, coach not, is a black dude, I forget his name. Yeah, I keep saying Boonholzer. He, he, I think he was at one point. Give me a second. I'll find, I'll find out. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I, I – yeah, so basically, I mean, yeah, the, the 59 wins, I mean, they've been averaging over 55 wins for the – 55 wins, rather, for the past three or four seasons. Dwayne Casey, that. I'm sorry. Dwayne Casey, there you go. I mean, it's only yeah, Dwayne, Dwayne so Casey. Like, uh, yeah, not, not Boonholzer, yeah, Quentin Casey, my bad. Thanks. Thank you for correcting me on that. Oh no worries, no worries. I I, I dropped the ball and not remember his name, so <laughs> there you go there. Um, but let's let's get to Cleveland right quick. You said right. to open this segment that you don't think Cleveland's going to get out of the East, and I tend to agree with you to an extent. I think it's going to be come down between them and Philadelphia. Yeah, and that's exactly where I'm at. I think they're going to get out of the East. I just don't okay. see them getting out of the East as easily as they have the last three years. Yeah. Because I, I just can't yeah. bet against what LeBron's done this season, um, especially when you see him single-handedly dismantle things. I mean, that's the, that's the thing about LeBron that, I mean, I, I will admit to you that I, I – LeBron's the best player in the game for the best player of all time for my money. I know you, you think Magic is, and we've, we've had this discussion, and I can see where Magic is, but I just, like, it's LeBron. I've seen it. I didn't see Magic. So mm-hmm. that's, like, that's just my thing. And I don't like LeBron, the player, because I'm salty because I'm a Chicago fan, and he chose Miami over Chicago. And that's another story for another day. But you see <laughs> LeBron take out teams single-handedly, and when the norm for a LeBron stat line is 25, 7, and 8 every single day, what do you do with it? Like, you just expect more. Right. And I don't know how we can. This year he's going to play 82 games. How many times has he done that in his career? A grand total of one. first time, exactly. So, I mean, it's hard to – it's so hard to bet against him, but if I have a team in the East that's going to do it, the no fear 76ers would be the team. And I'd like, I, 
I, that would be a very interesting thing to see if the 76ers in the uh, in the finals against Golden State or or Golden State or Oklahoma City, one of the two. That would be so fun to see because I don't think I don't think either team has an answer for uh, Jonathan Simmons or not Jonathan Simmons, uh, Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, yeah, seven feet tall. I know people say he's six ten, but he, he seems to him against Joel Embiid, dude, seven feet tall. <laughs> And can handle the rock like crazy. And sees the floor like nobody since magic. I mean, right. I, I'd probably have to go that far. For a rookie, the way he sees the floors and some of the passes he's deliver, he delivers, it's, it's absolutely insane. Yeah. I've seen, that's, him, deliver, that's I've not seen fair. him deliver a cross-court three-pointer. From one, from one corner to the other corner, I've seen him deliver that pass on point to to uh, JJ Redick and him just drill the three, like I, I, it's insane how he sees the floor. And that's the thing they got snipers. So we got JJ Redick. They got snipers surrounding Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Um, it's going to be a very tough out in the playoffs. I mean, this just this. I mean, let's just examine it. Philadelphia, they're going to. It doesn't matter Milwaukee, Miami, Washington. Who gives a damn? They, they, they're going to run right through them. So. Yeah. Second round, they, you know, I don't think Boston's going to get the second round because, again, who they have to score. So let's just say for the sake of argument, if Milwaukee slips to the seventh well, seed, plays. If, if Boston plays uh, Miami, if Boston plays Miami, I think Boston is the superior team in that in that instance. I right. think that's how they get to the second right. round is against Miami. Right, and. And once they make the second round, they'll get their asses kicked by Philly. That's <laughs> just call yeah. what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, if <laughs> everything stands pat, if everything stands pat, and Cleveland's the four, Philly's the three, which again, like we both said, that's pretty much what it looks like. It's going to be, it's going to be a Philly, mm-hmm. Philly, Cleveland, fi- uh, Eastern Conference Finals. And man, could you imagine if Philly takes it, if Philly can take it home to Game Seven? Can you imagine how wow. insane Philadelphia fans would be? After winning the Super Bowl, oh, wow. after winning the NCAA tournament, can you imagine what Philly fans would do? Oh, dude. Dude, you know, remember that the Phillies in baseball won it not too long ago. So, it's about the Sixers won the first style since 82. That yeah. would be insane. Yeah. That's going to be crazy. I mean, it'd be, the first time they, it'd be the first time they've even sniffed the finals since Iverson in 01 against the Lakers. And, mm-hmm. again, Iverson mm-hmm. was good enough to get you one. Yep. Yeah, he was a they were talk about a one man band. Uh, that was truly a one man band yeah. on his part. Yes, but, yeah. but 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 um yeah, but one last tidbit here. I'll throw this in before I, I pick who's got who like who I have coming out of the east and being in the NBA finals. How bad is the Southeast Division? Miami and Washington are oh. seated seven and eight respectively. And someone has to win that division. Yeah, and the winner of the division wants to finish no higher than seventh seed. That's just insane. John Wall going out for two months doesn't help. It really doesn't. Yeah. You got John Wall for those two months. You can kind of assume that Washington's better. Right. And Miami. This is the worst. I would have to say this is the worst product a Miami, a Miami Miami's ever put into the playoffs. 
I mean, it's just mm-hmm. the, the East is so weak compared to the West this year. It's not even it's not even close. The West the Western Conference is just far superior. I mean, top to you know what's funny? Top, just look at I'm the sorry. top three. I'm sorry. Right. I mean, of all the three, if you take the top three three seeds on each side of the conference, Philly has mm-hmm. a puncher's chance against everybody in the West in the top three seeds. But do you think Toronto's beating Golden State four out of seven? No. 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 Do you think? No. Uh, do you think? I mean, even a fully healthy Boston squad, with Boston with Kyrie and Gordon Hayward, do you think they're beating Golden State four out of seven? Nope. Yeah, that exactly. Nope. Like that, yeah, and, and then you go down the line. <laughs> then you go down the line after you beat uh, you take Cleveland. You, we'll take Cleveland and Philly out so out of the equation. Do you think any combination of Washington, Miami, uh, what it would be? You got Milwaukee. Washington left. You got Milwaukee left. Milwaukee left. Do you think any of those three teams beats uh, uh, the Trailblazers four out of seven? No. No. Not even what San Antonio. Jazz. Do you think they beat the Jazz four out of seven? Nope. No. Nope. But just for the sake of the fan in me, I would love to see a boss. Two of the best coaches in the league. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just to see them go up against yeah. each other, I'd love to see that. No doubt. I'm just saying this, man. The craziest thing about this year, and you're right, the West is still head and shoulders above the East. The Eastern Cup, for what it's worth, you'll laugh, you'll scoff at this stat. But for what it's worth, the Eastern Conference has four 50-plus game winners. More so than the West for the first time in, like, forever. Normally, like, the, the Western Conference has better records across the board. But this is the first time that, you know, the West seems like it's so top-heavy with, with Houston and Golden State being the only 50-plus game winners. But to your point, that's a fun I know that stat. you know no, that's why you lie with statistics. Yeah, that's why you lie with stats, right? Because yeah. that's, a, that that's a fun good. little stat. But you want to know what I'm going to counter that with? What's that? How many games separate the three seed from the nine seed in the West? Yeah. Yep. Checkmate. <laughs> no, that's a, that's, right that, that's an awesome little stat with the East. It really is. I mean, that's that that is that is cool. But again, you got the quality of the conferences. Your your top three seeds. Your top. Okay, let's call it your top four seeds. Your top four. You're real top heavy. You're good there. But after your top four, there's such a drop off that it's like, okay, cool. Whereas the difference between three and nine on the West is two games. Two. And right. I, I know the Clippers are out of the race right now. They're the 10 seed. They were two and a half games out of being the three yeah. seed. Wow. That's, Isn't that, that crazy? That in itself is crazy. Yeah, it's just wow. Tiebreaker that's, galore. that's crazy. So, so who you got, go. who, Plus, who you got you, coming out of the East? Who I have coming out of the East? It's, I still yeah. have to go to Cleveland, bro. I, I still think, yeah. I mean, Philly is too green. They're a great story, about to win 16 straight games, but they're, 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 so they're, I mean, they're green. They're fearless, and they, know what they, they don't know what they don't know. You know, to your point, they're not scared of it. They're not scared of Cleveland. But Cleveland's ready, man. They're, they're so game. They're, they're so experienced. I mean, they, 
I mean, they've been there and done that so many years, man. And they've got LeBron. You, right. Who, 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 how is Philly going to count LeBron? Who are they going to count LeBron with? I mean, ah, he he's put so that, tough. I want to pick Philly so bad, but what was that? Do you put Ben Simmons on him because of the athleticism? Do you put Robert Covington on him? Do you switch yeah, it up? Yeah, I want to put Ben Simmons on because Ben Simmons is going to foul trouble against him. Yeah, Ben Simmons is going to foul trouble against LeBron, I think, on defense. Um, LeBron is so much stronger than he is. You know, and oh, he's yeah. so such a wily veteran. I mean, it it'd be, it wouldn't be fair for, for Simmons, I don't think. Let, I, I want to I end – uh, and, I mean, obviously, this is your show, so I don't want to end our conversation on anything. But <laughs> I, I just want to make—I want to make this point. This is LeBron's thirteenth season in the league. Yeah. Think about that for a second. He's bigger, stronger, and faster. Well, not faster, but he's—he's he's a combination of everything better than everybody else, and he's got mm-hmm. thirteen years of experience to back it up too. That's scary. Yeah. That's very scary. He's not slowing down. That's the scariest part of that. that about that. That is. He's he not might be slowing, slowing down. down. And... It's it's like the it's like the Tom Brady slowing down. He might be slowing down yeah. a little bit, but he's so far above everybody else that it doesn't. He, he just don't see it that way. Right. Right. Exactly. So, I. But you know what's coming down to it, man? I think we're going to get, and I've swung my shoulders to saying this, I think we're getting Cleveland, Golden State, part part, part four. I think we're going okay to get that it. in the finals. I'm not upset with and this part I, season, but when it comes down to a Golden State again, probably in six this time, not five. Yep, yep, yep. You wish you're in the brain there. I think KD was the second in a row, and once that happens, I think the conversation will start, who's better, KD or LeBron? Believe it or not, that was the topic after last season. It's going to be more so this season once KD wins the second straight title over LeBron and company. So, Still to LeBron. your point, though, it's going to be an exciting ride on the way there, though. Oh, yeah. both. Like I said, both sides of the bracket. It, it's, it's, to me – I'm I'm so excited about these playoffs that I'm probably going to um, buy the NBA season ticket because they have just a playoff match. Mm. You can buy like NBA, nice. whatever they have that, that like DirecTV has, like they play on DirecTV and all the all the other ones, Spectrum and all that. Sure, you can buy it that has every single game that they play, and then mm-hmm. back up 24 hours so you can watch it again. They just play the game on loop for 24 hours. So you don't miss any of the games yeah. if you don't want to. I'm probably going to buy the playoff package. There you go. Damn straight, man. Um, let's let's get you out on this, man. Let's go. Let's let's just wrap things up on this. Um, Darius Baisley, Princeton High School local yeah. guy, former Syracuse commit, now is going to jump make make the jump from high school to the G League. He wrote a very good piece on the Players' Tribune about. And the title of his article is Why I'm Jumping to the G League. And it's very compelling. Very compelling. Oh, yeah. He makes his point. I mean, he makes it crystal clear why he's doing what he's doing. He's no, he's pierced to know what he's getting into. And you can't say too much for, for the money because 
He'll be making as a rookie he's gonna make in the G League. Money he'll be I making did. probably twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah, he's going to be making. Yeah, like I said, as much as I made this year, and he's going to be playing professional basketball. <clears throat> right. Traveling. So he ain't doing it for the money stuff, here. Chartered flights, eating crappy food on the road, staying in crappier hotels. I mean, hey, basketball. He, he knows what he's getting into. Yeah, it's it's their minor league system. It's their minor league, like the fall has their minor league system where they all go around on buses and stuff like that, and they stay in cities for right. seven, eight days at a time. It's the NBA's version of it. And you know what? Mm-hmm. I think it's a great move. I think it's a great move. I think it'll be a force for others. That's interesting uh, because so so basically. With, with with players like knowing damn good well, I mean, first of all, let, let's let's just let's just be real about something. We shouldn't have the one and done rule to begin with. That's just I think it's un-American that you have kids who who, who when they turn eighteen they could be drafted to the military, they can serve our country, they can vote, but they can't make money. I, I think something's very wrong with that. Um, so to your to I I, I wish they either I wish they had to do it like baseball. Where you could either go straight from high school to the draft, or if you go to college, you got to stay for two to two to three years. That's how baseball does it. Yeah. Or you just get rid of it all together and just have, just leave it up to the to like uh, to the young man coming out of high school. But again, that's another podcast for another time. But that's interesting. So basically, well, tell no, me why you I think this would be a game changer. Go that far with it because I think you you make a valid point. I mean, that's the that's why he's got to jump to the G League this year is because there's the one and done. Rule. I mean, I think the one-and-done rule is, is rather outdated, and I think, like I said, that's the entire cause of all this is because of that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if you're working in with the, within the constraints of the rules, which, okay, the one-and-done is a rule, so you have to work within it. Let me right. think about it this way. You haven't really said whether you're pro or against it, which, I mean, I kind of have a feeling you're kind of more of a neutral, but if you had to pick one side, you're more against it than for it. Let me ask you, and Kevin made the point, my co-host on my show made the point that yep. it's uh, – how did he word it? He said, what prepares you more, being around coaches and players and NBA players and coaches or being in an arena with 20,000 screaming fans because you went to Kentucky or Syracuse? What, what gets you more NBA ready? Uh, I mean – he he would go so far as to say being in the arena and playing in front of all these people, where I would say being with the coaches and the players and being a professional as opposed to an amateur. What well, here's the deal with that. I mean, this, both of y'all have big valid points. And you're right, I'm kind of neutral on this almost, but both of you guys make valid points. I mean, look. Nothing prepares – I mean, there's nothing like going on the road in college, especially in the conference game, playing your rival on the road with all the – with eighteen to 20,000 fans just screaming obscenities. You really feel like it's you against the world and having to come up big on that stage, and even in the NCAA tournament as, as well. But, look, man, if, if you know – if a play, if, if, if you're a player and if you know you got the, the goods – that you can probably go straight from high school to the pros. What better way to learn than get that on-the-job training? I mean, because look at those kids; they don't want to be in college in the first place. 
So it's yeah, like that was what I was going to say. We've been about, what are we doing here? Yeah, I mean, you were saying, oh, you know, going up against your conference rival in the conference championship game. Do they really care? Is does it really matter no. to them that much, or does it matter to the people in the stands? Because I'll be honest with right. you, I watched Duke North Carolina this year. I didn't. <clears throat> I mean, Grayson Allen made it fun, but Grayson Allen's just Grayson Allen. I mean, right. outside of that, like the big guys, the big guys that were, you know, one and done, it was like, they, it just seemed like, okay, it's another day at the office. Like, that's why I, that's why I like this idea because it opens up the door and it's not like, oh, okay, well, you know, I don't know because nobody ever, nobody's ever done this before. Now there's somebody that's done it. That's jumped straight to it and said, yeah. I want to be with the professional coaches. I want to be with the guys trying to make a team. Even if I can't make a team, just playing with them, having to earn my time against NBA players, there's something to be said for that. And when he does enter the draft, he might not be top five. He might not be top five, not, might not be top six. But I'll tell you what, he'll be the one that comes in most prepared to play. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. I agree with that. I totally agree with that. And, and, and we've seen players like uh, – uh, I forget his name from, from Carolina, um, the Harrison kid – like who spent time in the G League, I believe in college early, very early, for disciplinary reasons, mind you, and getting drafted in the first round. It's, it's happened. It's, it's happened. P.J. Harrison is his name. It's happened. Yeah. And, you know, and plus there's the story of, you know, you could have stories like uh, 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 Andre Ingram, you know, albeit he spent 10 years in the G League or playing in Europe, and getting this club last night, get, like uh, like for the Lakers, which was an awesome story in and of itself. But still, the point is, you get to hone your craft as a young guy playing against grown men, albeit at a G League level or eventually in the NBA level, because it gets you prepared. You're playing pro ball. You're playing against guys who have wives, families. You know they're grinding. So what better they're way to do it than to grind to yourself, the NBA. right? Yeah, I yeah. mean, that's exactly it. They're, they're, those guys are trying to get to the NBA just like you. They, they, you said it. They got wives. They got family. They got kids. They're trying to support, you know, their dream as well. Like, these, you're going up against grown men now every single time you're on the floor. And these guys that you're going up against now, they were stars in college that just aren't good enough to yeah. get the NBA on a consistent basis. You're not going up against Walk on white guys that can't jump, that can shoot a three, and that's about it. <laughs> oh boy, I ain't touching that one. But yeah, I, I get your point. Uh, <laughs> the thing is, is you're going against grown men. What better way to get that than on the job training at a professional level, albeit the G League level? It's, it's, it's on the job training, and that's what it is. I personally think. You're going to have more. I'm sorry, man. I'll, I'll let you get to it in a minute. Sorry about that. But I, I think you're going to have more of the Darius who's going to do this. I think once they see him do his thing, because he's a projected lottery pick regardless, like, like if he was to go to Syracuse this year. But if once they see him do his thing, and once the, the, the G League starts getting, starts getting going, really like we're going to get their feet underneath it itself, themselves, you're going to see more kids do this. I really think, to your point, you're going to see more kids do this. And, oh, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. you're, and, you're you right. know it's I going mean, to really – 
game changer. It's, it's a I big mean, game if, changer, if man. It's going to. Oh, go ahead. Yes. Yeah, you're right. It is a game changer. Yeah. So uh, I, I just, I, I, I don't think people should slam this kid. So, so there's some people who slam the kid, this kid on social media. I don't think it's as far fetched as it sounds. I think again, you're going to see more of this happen, and that's good. Because again, if you if you're a college kid, if you got the if you know you have the game to be a one and done player, why not get the on the job training instead of wasting a year of your life in college? I mean, really? Yeah, but the thing is, is these kids they, they don't even waste the year. They go in for their half a semester, play ball, and then they declare, and then they're done. It, it, it's, right. a, it's a waste of a lot of time. You know, all together, which is, is that's another story for another day. That's for another thought. But like, just I don't understand. I don't understand why anybody would rip him for because he's not doing this for the money. I mean, I think if the option, right. I think if Ben Simmons had been aware of the option a little bit more than what he was, I got a feeling Ben Simmons would have gone this route. Mhm. Mhm. Exactly. So. Again, you know, I, it, it's not as far-fetched. I'm glad that this young man is doing it. I wish him the, all the luck in the world. Um, oh, I do too. And I, I think I that, really and I think it'd be fine. I, I, you know, exactly. I, I think that, again, once other kids see this young man do his thing, and I think he'd be fine. He has the game to prove it. Uh, I think you see more kids do this. And, much, and I, I mean, much of the NBA would be happy. Especially for his G League, because you're going to have all these kids wanting to prove themselves instead of like you know make a better product uh, like, like, like a toy. And co- exactly, it's eventually going to be a better product because they'll be more refined and ready. Except being, instead of being just raw. Yes, sir. Here's here's the question I have for you: If the NBA actually used the G League, or as last year they called it the D League, as an actual developmental league. Mm-hmm. Say they went. Say they took the one and done away, but said, "Okay, instead of one and done, you can come play in our G League for two years, or if you want to go to college, you've got to graduate with your degree. I need an associate's degree out of you. You know what I mean? Which I don't know how you could legally do that, but let's just pretend for the sake of this argument that you can. Can you imagine what a guy like Lonzo Ball would do?" Two year, not this year, but next year, how much more prepared and better he would be because he had that extra time to develop with players that were his, you know, that were his own speed with coaches that knew what they were talking about and developing him to develop him to come to the NBA. Like a guy like Lonzo, who's not super athletic, who relies on seeing the floor. That would have right. made him so much better. And you don't think Mr. LeVar, Big Baller Ball, would have uh, gone that route instead of sending his boy to UCLA? Yeah. I'm touring Lithuania right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, that's the thing, though. I mean, look, if, 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 if you if, – I, 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 think, I think the G League will really – you start to you really start to see the fruits of the G League once you see more of these kids doing what Darius is doing. Yeah, no, you're, you're I, correct, I think Darius. You really I see think it everybody happen. agrees. 
I think you're really going to see the G League really – I think you really see it it being the developmental league that they, the NBA intended it to be. And, you know, that would, that, that would, again, that would make those young men that earn their stripes for like maybe a year or two, maybe three years even. And yeah. they'll come in much more prepared, much more seasoned. And, again, it will only improve the bottom line, only improve the product. I don't see why anyone would exactly actually it. It not what this kid improve. is doing. Yeah, it'll only improve the product that is the NBA, which, I mean, that's, that's – for my money at this point in life, the NBA is the best sporting product out there. I mean, I love baseball, mm-hmm. but I can, I can be the first person to admit that if you're not like me, because I'm cool to just sit back, relax, and watch a baseball game for three, four hours. I'm okay with that. Uh-huh. Not everybody wants to sit back and get back and just watch that. If you don't like that, if you don't like that, the NBA is, for me, a much better product than the NFL. The storylines are right. You know who the players are. But that's, I mean, that, that might just be a personal opinion, but it only makes those storylines and those players better at the end of the day when right. they come into, right. when they come in more prepared to play. They're coming better better trained for the practice schedule for being in a film room with an NBA team like that's it's only going to make the on field our on core product better right and and again that's why you can't knock the young man and props to him not just because he's a local yeah. kid but props to him for taking but sticking outside the box and really really put himself out there because yo hey you know, He's there's only one way to find out if you could do it. Just might as well just step out of faith and do it, right? Uh, you know what? That's what I would do because and, – and and I heard the argument somebody make was, well, if you'd have gone to college, he'd have, you know, he'd be that much closer to his degree. No, he wouldn't. He goes for a semester. He care about that shit. about any of his <laughs> classes or anything like that. He's not walk. He, he's declaring for the NBA draft with probably the exact same amount amount of credits he would have if he went to Syracuse. Right, I totally agree with that. I mean, I and plus, let's just be real. Do you think those kids at this stage of their lives will actually give two dams about college degree if they know that they got the goods to go to the NBA? Do you? I mean, seriously. If you know you have the goods to be picked in the lottery. That means I don't care what you say anywhere. You can make money as a professional ball player, whether it's in the NBA or whether it's in China, whether it's in Turkey, whatever. You can go make money off that if you're good enough to be drafted in the lottery. Right. Well said, brother. Well, well said. Hey, man, hey, this was fun. The time went by fast. But, hey, we're going to do this this again Saturday, man, and – Look forward to joining you Saturday on your show. But thank you for joining me on my okay. show, brother. We're gonna have some fun Saturday, man. Take a light, homie. Yeah, man. I will. I will see you on Saturday. Take it easy. All right. Peace out. That's my guy, Jared Singleton. Please check him out on the weekend adjustments this Saturday and every Saturday on fourteen fifty the MOH to ticket. And you know, please, please get that that we referenced earlier so you can listen to it anywhere and everywhere. Can't wait for NBA playoffs, man. It's going to be exciting as hell. I'm excited about it. But anyway, thank y'all for tuning in. Join, join, join the uh, the, uh, the clown hour. Please tune in next week as well. 
Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the NBA playoffs. Enjoy the good weather only for a time. But anyway, sign off 06. Good night. Peace out.